0: You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 234. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. FreshBooks is the bookkeeping software that I personally love using because it is as simple as using Instagram. If you want to track your books and you have your own business or something that you need to track bookkeeping with, please try FreshBooks. I used other software before I found FreshBooks and the minute I found FreshBooks in 2012, I never looked back. I love it because it's so easy for our team to invoice clients, see if they've actually viewed the invoices and resend them if they haven't or if they have. And also obviously it tracks our payments and also our expenses too. It's pretty much a one-stop shop. I love using it. Thank you, FreshBooks, so much for doing such a wonderful job. If you wanna try FreshBooks for free for 30 days, go over to freshbooks.com slash lively. I hope you love it as much as I do. Today, we're doing a special episode of The Lively Show. This is a different format than other episodes in the past. Instead of me doing a solo show or me doing an interview, I'm bringing a previous guest you've heard recently, Marissa Peer, who's the founder of Rapid Transformational Therapy, or RTT for short, back onto the show. You can check out Marissa Peer at marissapeer.com and obviously you can go to jesslively.com slash Marissa Peer to listen to her recent episode about the power of the subconscious and using therapy to change our habits and understand our behaviors through the lens of the subconscious and the programming that was created often from when we were very young that continues to play out in our lives throughout the decades to come and how to change that. So this is an example session of RTT, a rapid transformational therapy that Marissa did with a real person live at an event that had a money block. So she had issues around money. So if you have money blocks yourself, maybe you have a hard time attracting it, creating it, maintaining it, or you spend it very quickly, this episode will be especially interesting. You may not have the same issues as the woman in this session, but I found that after doing the RTT training to become a therapist myself, that I found even if i didn't have the same scenario or life circumstances as the people that i was watching do rtt i still picked up powerful insights for myself about my own life my own circumstances and also what stops other people from things in their own life in their own life as well and that's what i'm hoping that this will do for you if you have a money block hopefully some of this or pieces of the therapy will resonate or if this isn't for you, you don't have a money block, but you're interested in RTT and and seeing more about what it's all about or what it's like, this will also be helpful for you as well. Now, I'm gonna warn you guys, this woman's story is pretty intense. So you're gonna hear some really painful memories come up from her, but of course, just be there for it. Just listen and obviously have some compassion for everything she's going through and especially the issues with her and her mother. In addition, you'll also notice that some of her Regression. some of her past memories actually start from the womb, which might sound impossible, but please know the subconscious mind, not our conscious mind, I'm speaking to you from my conscious mind, but the subconscious remembers everything about our lives, including the womb. And as I've done RTT myself for friends and other people in my life, I have had people that have had womb memories as well. So it sounds crazy. I haven't personally had any womb memories come into my own. RTT sessions I've done for myself, but I have seen it done for some of my own people that I've done it for. So it sounds crazy, but it's totally there. And also you'll recognize there's a lot of adult language that's used. We deleted those words from the interview so that you guys can hear it. And if you wanna listen around your children, you can, But just know, as much as Marissa might be sounding like she's really being harsh towards the people, especially the mother in this scenario, just realize that this is about bringing adult language to this woman who, when she was a child, didn't have adult language or perspective on the situation. And this isn't like she's actually saying it directly to her mother at the time. She's just releasing all of this energy that's been pent up within her as this little girl had stored these memories and locked them away from that perspective. So that always kind of caught me off guard. I just wanted to point that out so you guys have an awareness of that stuff, especially as we get into this session. But hopefully you'll enjoy this. And if you want to find an RTT therapist to work with, you can go over to marissapier.com. There is a find a therapist link where you can do it on Skype or in your own area if you have an RTT therapist in your area. Of course, the RTT on Skype is just as powerful as doing it in person. Don't worry about whether or not you actually are in front of someone or not. It works both ways. I've done it personally, like I said, myself with some people, my friends and family in my life, and it works just as well in the computer version, the Skype or Zoom version as it does when you're right there next to someone. So hopefully you enjoy this. And like I said, if you want to try RTT, you can go over to marisapier.com. Let's go to the show
1: so when you were growing up what was going on in your house with regards to money
2: well on on my mother's side my parents were divorced it was very much a even if you had money you had to be incredibly humble about it so i would wear like torn shirts and shorts and why did you have to be humble about it it's
1: just the culture because it might upset someone else yes so if you haven't got money give it if you have you don't tell anyone
2: That and all of my nice stuff, my mother would take and give it to my cousins. And why would she do that? I don't really know.
1: But you had to pretend you hadn't got money even when you had it, is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay, so that's interesting. So we can talk about this forever, but let's just do a scene. Look up for me as high as you can. Keep your eyeballs up, close your eyelids all the way down. Perfect, you're a perfect subject. Just open your eyes again Look at my finger and thumb, take a deep breath, breathe in, breathe out. Take another deep breath, breathe in, breathe out, and just one final time, breathe in. Keep your eyeballs up, keeping your eyeballs up. As you exhale, just close your eyelids right down all the way down as your eyelids shut down. The muscles and nerves in and around your eyes are becoming heavy, droopy, drowsy. Your eyelids are starting to feel as if they have been glued shut, sealed shut, locked tight. Just forget all about your eyes. Just drop your chin a fraction as if you are looking down 10 steps. You're moving on to step 10 and nine as each muscle. Every nerve turns loose, lets loose and you go deeper. You're taking step eight and seven. You can see your feet, hear your feet, feel your feet treading each step as you go deeper. You're taking step six and five as each muscle, every nerve turns loose, lets loose and you go deeper. You're taking step four and three as you gently, calmly, easily move on over. To an even deeper level, you are taking step two and one. Just go deeper, drift deeper, sink deeper. As you go deeper, you are listening and responding perfectly, easily, effortlessly with your subconscious mind. And while you're listening with your subconscious mind, your conscious mind is drifting away and you can remember everything. So I'm going to count backwards from five to one. You're going to go right back to a scene, place, event, and time that is all to do with where you got this belief that no matter how much money you have, you cannot keep it and your mind knows exactly which scene you need to look at, it's already locating it, finding ready to push it straight into your consciousness. On the count of five, you are drifting right back to a vivid, vital, crucial, absolutely significant scene. That is the cause, the reason, the root of where you got this belief that money just disappears no matter how much you have. On the count of four, You are becoming years younger on the count of three and two. You're becoming smaller, lighter, shorter, years, months, weeks, days, are peeling away from your body as you go back to a vivid, vital, crucial scene that is all to do with this kind of distorted belief about money, just be there as I tap your head. A scene is springing to mind clearly, vividly, easily. This scene, where you are now, is it daytime or nighttime? Daytime. Are you inside or outside?
2: Inside.
1: How old are you? Ten. And I want you to describe what it is that you are doing, seeing, feeling, and experiencing. As I tap your head, a scene is springing to mind clearly, vividly, easily. I don't
2: want to dress from there.
1: You want a dress for your birthday, and you're 10 years old, and that's a very normal thing to want a dress. As I click my fingers, you can hear something about how, why, where. You can't have this dress. One, two, three, your ears are wide open. What are you hearing?
2: My mother buys the dress for my birthday. Mm-hmm.
1: Go on. And she gives it away. And she gives it away. Do you ever get to wear it? So she buys the dress that you want so much, and then she gives it to someone else. And as I click my fingers, you can feel that feeling like it was yesterday, that feeling of confusion. I wanted that dress. It's my birthday, my mother bought it and gave it to someone else. What does that feel like? mean. Say that again. She's mean. She's mean. And why do you think she's mean to you? She doesn't like me. And what is it that your mother does or doesn't do that makes you know that she doesn't like you? What does she take from you?
2: Everything.
1: Everything. And what does she do with it? Gives it away. Gives it away. And how does that make you feel when your mother takes your stuff and gives it away?
2: Unwanted.
1: I feel unwanted. Okay. So we're going to go back to a couple more scenes all to do with that same feeling. Again, on the count of five, you are going back to a vivid, vital, crucial, absolutely significant scene that is all to do with how, where, why, when you got this distorted belief that no matter how much money you have, you cannot keep it and it just seems to disappear. You're becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter. You're drifting back to a vivid, vital, crucial scene that is the cause, the reason, the root of this belief that you can't keep money, it just goes. You're going back to a scene all to do with how, where, why, when you got this belief, just be there, this scene. This time, is it daytime or nighttime? Daytime. What are you doing, seeing, feeling, or experiencing? I'm at the beach. Go on. How old are you about? Five. You're five years old. You're at the beach. What What are you doing, seeing, feeling? And more than anything, what are you experiencing? Fear. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me about the fear I fear. Speak as if you're that little of five. I fear... Going home to my mother. And I fear going home to my mother because going to kill me. And why is she going to kill you? Because she went to the store to
2: buy stuff and mm-hmm. I didn't
1: stay home. Your mom went to the store to buy stuff and you're supposed to stay at home, is that right? And why didn't you stay at home? My aunt came and got me for a birthday party. Okay, and so your aunt's taken you to a birthday party on the beach, is that right? And when you go home, how's your mother going to feel about you? Going to this party on the beach. Angry. And why would she be angry?
2: She went to go buy me stuff and I didn't stay at home.
1: What kind of stuff did she go to buy
2: you? She didn't stay.
1: Mm-hmm. And who was looking after you when you were just five and your mom went out shopping?
2: No one.
1: So she left you home alone to go and buy you stuff. So buying you stuff seemed to be important and yet she was prepared to leave you home all by yourself. So that's confusing to a little girl, isn't it? My mum's going to get me stuff. I guess she must like me, but she's leaving me all on her own. Maya, maybe she doesn't like me. Why did she not take you with you to buy the stuff? I don't know. And if you did know, why would your mother not take you shopping with her? She didn't
2: care enough.
1: She didn't care enough. She kind of used that as an excuse to leave you behind, didn't she? Yeah, so she went out shopping really for her, not you, didn't she? I think so. So when I click my fingers, you're coming home from the beach and you can be there and you can just be aware of what your mother's doing. Of course, you dealt with that scene. You dealt with it. You can certainly deal with the memory of it. One, two, three. You're coming home from the beach. My mom is going to kill me. Tell me what's
2: happening now. I can see her through the screen door. Go on. She's washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. Her back's towards me. Go on walk in the house and mm-hmm. she doesn't say anything. I know mm-hmm. she's angry. Mm-hmm. She takes a boat mm-hmm. she leaves
1: Jeez.
2: lacerations on my back.
1: Because you went to the beach with your aunt who came to get you. Okay. She
2: told me to pack all my stuff and get out.
1: And you're five years old. So your mum says, she beats you, she lacerates you, and then she says, pack all your stuff and get out. And tell me how that feels at five years old. And then what happens? Do you pack your stuff? And what happens then?
2: In the garbage bags and mm-hmm. we lived on the second floor. I just, I didn't know where to go. It was mm-hmm. night time. Mm-hmm. I just sat out on the steps and cried with my garbage bags.
1: And then what happened? She took off. She just left you in the house again. How often did your mother leave you in the house alone when you were a little girl? I don't
2: remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I
1: don't remember a couple times. Well, twice in one day so it doesn't seem like it was that rare. Was it rare or... Not so rare.
2: I lived mostly
1: with my dad, so. You lived mostly with your dad. Okay. And what was the difference between your dad and your mom? He was lovely, mm-hmm. he was loving. Did he know what she was like with you? I wasn't allowed to tell mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to tell him and he never saw the lacer- lacerations. And what do you think stopped you telling him what your mother was like and what she was doing? She told me I'd never see him again. Yeah. So she told you if you told him what she did, you would never see him and you'd be there with her all the time. Okay. So, last scene, you're going back to the most vivid, vital, crucial, and most significant scene of all that is all to do with where, how, why, when you got these beliefs about money. You are becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter years, months, weeks, days are peeling away from your body. You're drifting right back right now to a vivid, vital, crucial significance scene that is all to do with how, where, why, and absolutely when. You got these beliefs that you can't keep money, that it just disappears, that it seems to just go away, just be there, this scene, this time. Is it daytime or nighttime? I don't know. I'm
2: inside the womb.
1: Inside the womb. So be inside the womb, pure sensation, and you can feel the most powerful feeling. Describe what you're feeling, and your ears are wide open, you can hear. What are you feeling and hearing? Unwanted.
2: Say that again. Unwanted.
1: What is it that your mother is doing or not doing that makes you
2: feel unwanted? She's uh, telling my dad she doesn't want to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's in college. Mm-hmm. They can't afford it she's too young Mm -hmm. so
1: she can't afford you and she's too young and now you can hear your father responding one two three what is he saying it'll be fine Uh i'll figure out how to make it Uh and what does your mother say when he says it's fine we'll figure out how to make it she doesn't want you she doesn't want you And I want you to be that little baby, hearing your mother say, I don't want her. I can't afford her. I'm in college." And the dad is going, no, it's okay. It'll work itself out. But she's like, no, I don't want the baby. I want you to be the baby. It's okay, because you've dealt with that experience. You can certainly deal with a memory of it. You're not reliving it. You're simply reviewing it with a kind of almost fascinated air. Be the baby. Tell me what you're feeling. I just don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. Okay. So now I want you to imagine in this hand, you're holding three scenes. A little girl, it's her birthday. She wants a party dress. Her mother buys it and then gives it away. A little girl of five who's in the house all on her own and her aunt comes and takes her to a party and you know what your mother's going to do. She beats you. She tells you to pack your stuff and get out. And then she just takes off and leaves you with your stuff in garbage bags. And a little baby in the womb who hears her mother doesn't want to. So you're holding these three scenes. And your mind has said that these scenes, and many others too, but these scenes particularly are absolutely why you now have this. So you make a lot of money, but it just goes. So I want you to tell me how these scenes in this hand, of course, this scene today where you have a good job, you earn money, but you don't keep it. Tell me what you make of that. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve I want you to finish that sentence. I don't deserve it because... I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy because... If your mother tells you
2: you're like this, then of course this must be true. Could you say that again? If your mother tells you... <laughs> the woman who gives birth to you tells you this, it has to be true. So I don't deserve money. I'm not worth money. Okay.
1: Anything else that your mother told you?
2: Oh, I'm ugly. I'm worthless. I'll never amount oh. to anything.
1: Mm-hmm. And I want you to look at this scene of your mother getting the dress and giving it away which left you with a belief that even when you do get stuff, you can't keep it. Your mum gave all your stuff away. So there's an interesting belief. Whatever I have, it disappears. Didn't you say money disappears? Your mom disappeared all your stuff deliberately. And there's a belief, whatever I have, it goes. And since my mum gives it to my cousins, I'd rather even not have it than have to go through that. Isn't that true? Okay. If she never bought you the dress, that would have hurt you less than buying it and giving away, isn't that right? Okay. So what's your relationship like with your mother now? I cut off communication with her and Mm. she just contacted me recently. What to say? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Did she explain why she did that? Are you her only child? Uh, Sort of, I have a
2: brother who's 16 years younger.
1: And he's still with her?
2: He's up.
1: So I want you to see your mother and say, Mom, I need to talk to you about how appalling your behavior is. You see, you're a mother. Could you even imagine doing that to your little baby? Could you imagine beating her with a belt for going to the beach? Of course you couldn't. Because it's wrong But at five you had no one to protect you and the dad who would have got you out of there, your mum said, if you tell him, You'll never see him again you'll be left with me and that was a terrible thing for you so I want you to see her and go mum I deeply resent what you did mum I deeply
2: resent what you did
1: you were appalling you were appalling you were horrible you were horrible you didn't even deserve the
2: word mum you didn't even deserve the word mum I was
1: terrified of you I was terrified I felt I didn't deserve love I
2: felt I didn't deserve love
1: and I didn't deserve anything nice. I didn't deserve anything nice. I believed if my own mum didn't love me.
2: I believed if my own mum didn't love me. I was unlovable. I was unlovable. And I was worthless. I was,
1: but I know now that's not about me. I know now that's not about me. I was a great kid. I was a great kid. I was a beautiful little girl. <laughs> I was a beautiful little girl. My dad loved me. My dad loved me. My aunt loved me. My aunts loved me. What is wrong with you that you couldn't love me?
2: What is wrong with you that you couldn't love me? I
1: was a gift to you. I was a
2: gift to you. As I click
1: my fingers, be the mother, switch places, look at your beautiful daughter and tell her why you couldn't and indeed wouldn't love her. I
2: was incapable, I was abused, mm-hmm. It was the middle child, I have some mental instability.
1: Okay. I was incapable, I was abused, I was a middle child and I was in mental instability, is that right? Tell your mother what kind of mother you are, because you were beaten and tre- as if you didn't matter, and yet you have two little girls that you treat. You don't beat them, do you? Have you ever said to them, you're worthless, I don't love you? No. Would you leave them in the house and go off for the day? Would you say, pack your stuff in bin bags and get out when they're five and it's night time? No, because... Your mom, that's an excuse. Yes, she went through that, but so did you. So you're way better. than want you to say, Mom, I'm better than you. Mom, I'm better than you. You're just so selfish. we are
2: so selfish.
1: I know you went through all that instability. I know you went through all that instability. I know you're abused. I know you're abused. I know you're a middle child. I know you're a middle child. So what? So what? I love my daughters.
2: I love great daughters.
1: I give them love. I give them love. And I don't want the legacy you gave to me. I don't want the legacy you gave and to me. And the legacy you gave to me is that I don't deserve money. The legacy you gave to me is I don't deserve money. I don't even deserve nice things. I don't deserve nice things. And whatever I have. And whatever I have. It just disappears. It just disappears. What else do you want to say to your mother? I f- hate you. I f***ing hate you. Go ahead and say it. I f-
2: hate you. I
1: f***ing despise you. I f***ing despise you. You're not a mother. You're not a mother. I'm so
2: glad I had my dad and my aunt. I'm so glad I had my dad and my aunts. And look
1: what you've done to my brother. <sighs>
2: Look what you've done to my brother. You're
1: just selfish to the core. You're selfish to the core. I don't need you. I don't need you. I have two beautiful daughters to love. I have two
2: beautiful daughters to love.
1: And they love me. And they love me. And I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. You never had what I have. You never had what I have. My little girls hug me and kiss me.
2: My little girls hug me and kiss me. They
1: know they're the most important thing in my
2: world. They know they're the most important
1: thing in my world. They know they can tell me anything.
2: They know they can tell me anything. They know I would never beat them. They know I would never beat them. I would never give away their stuff. I would never give away their stuff.
1: And I have issues in my life. And I have issues in my life. I never take it out on them. I never take it out on them. Because I'm better than you. Because I'm
2: better than you.
1: And you're not going to have a relationship with those girls. You're not going to have
2: a relationship with those girls. Because you are poisonous. Because you're poisonous. And I'm so glad I got away from you. And I'm so glad I got away from you. And I'm so glad I'm like
1: my dad and not you. I'm so glad I'm like my dad and not you. I don't need you. I don't need you. When I was five, I needed you You to love me. When I was five, I needed you to love me. I needed you to just even like me. I needed you to like me. And you didn't care about my
2: needs. You didn't care
1: about my needs. Just yours. Just yours. You can't hurt me. You can't hurt me. Anything else you want to ask her, tell her, say to her. Anything else, she's right there. Say whatever you want to say. I just feel sorry for you. Say to her, I'm so sorry for you. I'm so sorry for you. I pity you. I pity you. I'm so glad I'm not like you. I'm so glad I'm not like you. I came through you. I came through you. I didn't come from you. I didn't come from you. I'm nothing like you. I'm nothing like you. And you're nothing like me. You're
2: nothing like me.
1: I don't care if you didn't want me. I don't care if you didn't want me. A force better than you wanted me. A force better than you wanted me. And my dad wanted me. And my dad wanted me. You're just selfish. You're just selfish. It's all about
2: you. It's all about you.
1: You need everyone to like you. You need everyone to like you. That's why you gave my stuff away.
2: That's why you gave my stuff away, cause you thought the people you gave my stuff to might like you. Because you thought the people that you gave my stuff to might like you.
1: You beat me when I went to the beach with my aunt because you were jealous. <sighs> You beat me
2: when I went to the beach with my aunt because you were jealous.
1: You were jealous of my
2: relationship with my dad. You were jealous of my relationship with my dad. You tried to make everyone like you. You tried to make everyone like you. But you couldn't
1: make me like you. But you couldn't make me like you. Because I saw the real you. (laughs) Because I saw
2: the real you.
1: And you're a poisonous person. You're a poisonous person. And giving away all my stuff never made people like you.
2: And giving away all my stuff never made people like you. Because I know you hate yourself. I know you hate yourself.
1: I thought you hated me. I thought you hated me. But I see that you hate you. I saw that you hate you. And you can't put that on me.
2: You can't put that on me.
1: I want you to tell your mother how your life is going to be from now on. Tell her how your life is going to be from now on.
2: I'm going to be an amazing mother.
1: I am an amazing mother. I
2: am an amazing mother. Because
1: I love my children with all my
2: heart. Because I love my girls with all my
1: heart. I don't get it all right.
2: I don't get it all right. But I love them. But I
1: love them. And they know they're loved. They know they're loved. Tell your mom how else you're going to be.
2: I'm going to be better than you ever were on all aspects. Yeah,
1: And I want you to say, I keep getting rid of money. I keep getting rid of money. Because you showed me that. Because you showed me that. And I want you to tell me when your mom was asking your dad for support, for you tell me about that? They didn't have that agreement. Mm-hmm. So he paid for you when you lived with him? Yes. And she paid for you when you lived with her? And did she have money? No. Okay, so she had no money? Not, not really. But what about your dad? Did he have money? His middle income. Okay. Okay. So I want you to look at this habit you have of getting rid of money, just not understanding where it goes. And I want you to say, I'm the part that. Just gets
2: rid of all the money. I'm the part that just gets rid of all the money. And the reason I do that is because... And the reason I do that is because I don't deserve it.
1: I don't deserve it. And I want you to say, but that's not true. But that's not true. I deserve all of
2: it. I deserve all of it. And more. And
1: more. I deserved a loving mother. I deserve a loving mother. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. But that's because she was a bitch. But that's because she was... A, a selfish bitch. A selfish A bitch. selfish, immature bitch. I'm Isn't selfish, that right? Yes. Yeah. Now, if your little girl said, Mommy, I really want this beautiful dress, would you go, No, you don't deserve it? <sighs> Never. Never? You'd work out a way of getting it, and if you couldn't buy it, you'd make her one. You'd find a way, because you meet your children's needs emotionally, don't you? Yes. Yeah and you meet their needs financially. Your mother didn't meet your needs anyway. She didn't meet them emotionally, she didn't meet them financially, and she made you feel it was your fault. But you know it wasn't your fault. So I want you to say to your mum, how dare you tell me I'm not worth it?
2: How dare you tell me I'm not worth it? The person who's not worth it is you. The person who's not worth it is you. I'm worth
1: everything.
2: I'm worth everything. And for the first time ever, I keep money. And for the first time ever, I keep money. I invest it. I invest it. I
1: save some. I save some. I have enough. I have enough. I have enough every week. I have enough every week. Because I'm enough. Because I'm enough. Anything else you want to say to your mom? I do forgive her because mm. I feel sorry for mm-hmm. her. What would you do if your mother came for the weekend and your little girl said, Grandma, I want that dress, and she bought it, brought it home, and then gave it to another kid? What would you say to her? I would tell her to get the f
2: out of my house. Yeah,
1: good, good. Because she can't do that now. You see, there was no one to protect you, but the person who's protecting you now is you. If your mum took a belt and was about to hit one of your children, what would you do? I'd kill her. Of course you would. Because you're not that helpless little girl that needs mummy to love you. That little girl that had to pack her stuff in bin bags at five and was helpless and hopeless doesn't exist, does she? So let your mind clear. And I'm just going to do just a brief 10-minute recording all about attracting money. And we're going to do that for the whole class. So just look up as high as you possibly can as if you're looking into your own eyebrows, keeping your eyes glued to a real or imagined spot. Just breathe in and breathe out. Take another deep breath, breathe in, breathe out. And just one final time, breathe in, keep your eyeballs up, keeping your eyeballs up. As you exhale, just close your eyelids right down, all the way down as your eyelids shut down. The muscles and nerves in and around your eyes are becoming heavy, droopy, drowsy. Your eyelids are starting to feel as if they have been glued shut, sealed shut, locked tight. So just forget all about your eyes. Just allow a drifting, floating feeling to develop in your body. Just picture in your own mind 10 steps descending. And just get that same looking down feeling that you might get as you look over a balcony or down a flight of stairs. You are looking down 10 steps. You are moving on to step 10. As each muscle, every nerve turns loose, lets loose, and you go deeper. You're taking step nine and eight. You can see your feet, hear your feet, feel your feet treading each step as you move down, drift down, travel down to an even deeper level. You're taking steps seven and six, going deeper. You're taking step five and four, drifting way down deep. You are taking step three and two. As each muscle, every nerve turns loose, lets loose and you go deeper. You're taking step one, just go deeper, drift deeper, sink deeper as you go deeper. Into an absolutely relaxed state, you understand that money is energy. Money is energy. You give and receive energy all the time. You use a lot of energy, you run out of energy, you take a rest and the energy comes back because money is energy and you have so much energy. And you are able to attract money, to make money, to keep money. You are able to do the wonderful job that you do, to earn the very good salary that you earn, and you are able to do smart things with your money. You spend what you need to spend. You invest what you need to invest. You treat money with respect. Of course, it's simply energy. And as with energy, you pace it, so when you have a lot of money, You always keep some buying. And you notice that just accepting this means that you hold on to money, money comes to you. It's a form of energy, it comes to you, you attract it, you maintain it, you attract money, you maintain money, you keep money, you are doing a brilliant job, a stellar job, a phenomenal job, an awesome job of attracting money and keeping it. And the more money you attract, The more money you make, you do a great job and you deserve to be well paid for the job that you do. And you deserve to take the money that you are paid for the job that you do so well. And you are able to use a third of that money to spend on stuff that's essential. A third of that money you save and a third you use for things that are just for you. And that little girl who couldn't have the dresses, you can see yourself able to buy whatever dresses you need. And maybe you're a little boy that couldn't have the train set or the book or the food that you wanted. You're looking back at all the things that you couldn't have. Maybe you couldn't get fast food or treats or eat uh, whatever you couldn't have. You are massively motivated, inspired, conditioned, compelled to give yourself just what you didn't have then. So go back into your mind to that childhood home where there was not enough money, or there was shame about money, shame about not having enough, but also shame if you had more than other people. You're going back to a childhood time where you were shamed for not having it or shamed for having it or worried it would run out or worried that if you paid for one thing, there wasn't enough money to pay for the next. Take that little child. Take them back to your house, walk them through the front door and show them there is food in your fridge, there is money in your bank account, there is petrol in your car, you have heating, you have food, you pay your utilities. And you have money to spend on you. And because you have a different relationship with money, it is energy. You don't need to hold on to it too tightly. But you also don't need to get rid of it. You just treat that energy with respect. You attract money. You keep money. Money comes to you. You are doing a great job, a stellar job. You are helping people. You are freeing people. Money comes to you and it absolutely stays with you. And all of those old issues are shrinking, fading, disappearing. They are long gone, they are out of your life, they are so far behind you. So knowing it, feeling it, believing it, living it, when you're ready, just open up your eyes and fill up your lungs and just take A long, deep breath, and you can... um I kind of raced you through that a bit because I'm very aware of the time, but I have a recording called Wealth Wiring, which is a slightly longer version, and and tomorrow I will send you all the audio version of Wealth Wiring so you can all play it. But you see, how, whatever your client comes in with, what does it go back to? I'm not enough. That was really such a sad, moving scene for that little girl who got beaten for going to the beach, whose mother bought her what she wanted and gave it away. In fact, I worked with someone else who said that her mother used to go to India every summer. They were in India, but they lived here. And the mother would take all her daughter's stuff and give it away. And she said, But you know, your cousins, they don't have shops. So she'd give away everything. And her first memory is her mother gave away a favorite doll. She went to India, she had a doll, Mum gave it away. And she said, eventually, I stopped having stuff because my mum gave it away, and now I can't buy stuff. I can't buy anything. That was just a remnant of that little girl who said, my mum gave away my doll, that broke my heart. If I don't have anything, no one can give it away. So how did it feel remembering those scenes? I actually had
2: completely forgotten about the dress, Mm, and the
1: dress was so important. It's not that it's a metaphor. Your mum got what you wanted and gave it to someone else. That's what I call real you behaviour, isn't it? She did that to hurt you. But of course, people who give stuff away saying, "Let me give you all this stuff so you like me," you know. Some of you might know people who've got partners that do that. They do anything for anyone else, but not for their own family or kids, because they can't con people who live in them and go, what a great person. Oh my God, how amazing. He just did this. He just, he's a great person. She's a great person. She's always giving. They give stuff away because they need everyone else to think they're great because inside they know they're not. And she couldn't make you believe she was great, so she didn't even try. She gave your stuff away because she was so inadequate. But now you see <laughs> what that was all about. Your mum made all your stuff disappear and what have you done? Made all your stuff disappear. You're going to do that anymore? No. Because if you do that again, you are giving her the power. If she was looking in that window. She go, oh, look at me. I'm still affecting her. She said she doesn't need me, but I'm affecting you. Have to go. I will never let you affect me ever again. Isn't that the truth? Sometimes we have to swear. She said it, but occasionally you have to say to someone, "I will not give you the power." do that to me ever again has your mother got the power to make your stuff disappear no (laughs) would you give her the power never and if she was here now going you can't have anything what would you say tell her i'm gonna go out shopping yeah and the only thing you need to disappear is her and her memories when you can speak to her on the phone but if you want anything to disappear it's the power she had over you do you let her hang out with your daughters never does she see them never good because you know that she is poison and she's toxic but she can't hurt you. She made all your stuff disappear. You made all your stuff disappear, including your sense of worth. You must have been the most—I mean, you're so beautiful now. You must have been the most breathtaking little girl. She couldn't see it because it's her loss, isn't it? Do you look like your mom? Yeah. And here's another—I know you talked a lot about having, you know, more than one marriage, but I want you to just look at that and see what that's about too. I didn't deserve love. Sure, and if you can't keep stuff, how can you keep love? Because love is, is an energy too. Love is energy. So now, instead of beating you something, and I've had more than one husband, to think, well, you know, I was looking for something, but when you take someone with a belief that I can't keep, it's like, hold sand. I believe, I can't keep it, I can't keep it. The harder you try to hold it, the more it disappears, and you go, no, it's going to stay in my hand forever because I deserve it. It will stay, isn't that right? Yeah. So you can stay married to an amazing guy for the rest of your life once you understand that your mother made you feel worthless and helpless and hopeless. And I just took a couple of notes. When you were talking, I don't deserve money. I'm not worth money, I'm ugly. I looked at those scenes. My mom gives my stuff away, everything goes away. What I want is not available to me. And then I looked at those scenes, giving away your dress, beating you, making you pack your stuff. When she was pregnant, saying I can't afford her and I don't want her, I can't afford the baby. You know, your mom is really not a very nice person. Sometimes you just have to accept that just because you came from her. You didn't come through her. Huh? She didn't want you, but the universe went, no, you're gonna have that baby. You don't want her, but a force bigger than her wanted you to be here. Wanted you to be you. And sometimes when you have a horrible parent, at least you know how to do it better. Many people pass on what they know, and other people do the polar opposite. My kid will never go through that. And your children benefit, don't they? So I'm sure you want to leave, but I think we should just give this beautiful girl some feedback. And if you don't mind, just sharing some of your feelings and mass around. Does so anyone want to share anything, ask any questions? Just put your hand up. I applaud your vulnerability. It can be so difficult to talk about money and you don't know what's gonna come up and it's really brave. You're an inspiration. But this wasn't even about money. It was about getting rid of everything I've got. My mom tried to get rid of me in the womb. My mom told me to get out of the house when I was five. My mom gave away my stuff. And I hear I'm, I'm beautiful, I'm tanned, I'm well-paid, but I get rid of everything, including every guy. Isn't that right? Because my feeling is they're going to dump me, I better get rid of them first. If they, if my own mother couldn't love me, how could I be worth anything? This guy loves me one day. He'll see what she saw and he'll dump me. So I'm going to either dump, you or know, pick guys that are so unsuitable they're going to stick around long enough to get disappointed in me, but I can get disappointed in them. Any other question? Any other feedback? I just want, I've just noticed that at some point it was like Shireen wanted to make herself disappear in those scenes. And everything goes back to your mum, what she did to you, not what you're doing to yourself. You can change that. But... And when you said my mum just took off, you know, she just let, you don't leave a five year old at night in the dark. Go ahead, Debbie. I know you had your hand
2: up. I was just going to say, Shireen, you should be so proud of yourself. Abs- to have come from that and to be the beautiful, amazing mother that you are now is nothing short of a miracle. So you're so strong. You're so brilliant and well done for, 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 for just being amazing, having had that childhood. So welcome. done. <laughs>
1: And you said something to me the other day. You were talking about your beautiful girls, about how they clamor for your attention. And I, now you said it almost as if, like, oh, you know, they don't get enough of my attention. But actually, it's not that. It's that you still have to realize they want to love me, and I'm worthy of that love, and I can let it in. And they can compete with each other for mummy's attention. You've got a big heart, and you can love all of them. But you have got to love you too. You've got to have a third little girl in your home, which is you, that you buy all the dresses for, and love, and go to the beach. Does that make sense? So just one quick question. So your dad, you lived with your dad more than your mom? Um,
2: I would live with my dad during the school years, and my mom in the summers, Uh and occasionally in sixth grade and high school, I was sent to live with her. Uh, Why was that? Because my dad remarried, and I had a horrible stepmother. Yeah, so there's
1: another pattern there about your dad loved you, but then he married the stepmother who got rid of you. She made you disappear all over again. And no wonder you find guys and it doesn't go the distance because no one ever said, you are the most important thing in the world. And I can get married when you're 25. Yes, I've got this girlfriend, but unless she loves you, then I'm not going to marry her. But... And she rejected you, didn't she? And she made your dad choose, and he chose her. Yeah, and so here's the little girl, cast adrift, abandoned over and over again. I mean, that's a terrible trouble thing, but the difference is, that's not you. So go back to the little girl <laughs> who can't get the dress, and say out loud, that's not me. It's not me. See, when you forget to do this, just do it later. It doesn't matter. Go back to a little girl whose mum gives away the dress and went, that's not me. That's not me. I can have as many dresses as I like. I can have
2: as many dresses as no I like. No one is
1: giving my stuff away. No one
2: is giving my stuff
1: away. Go to a little girl at the beach. You get beaten and then told to pack her stuff and get out of it. I'm going, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. I never have to get out. I never have to get cause out. This is my house. Because it's my house. I own it. I own it. And I can go to the beach all day. I can go to the beach all day. No one's beating me. No one's beating me. No one's lacerating me. No one's lacerating and me. And if your mum came at you with a belt now, what would you do?
2: <laughs> I'd, I would kill her. I know you would. You
1: would take her on like a lioness, and you would flatten her, wouldn't you? Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear it. You would knock her out, wouldn't you? Probably. <laughs> you're stronger than her. How old is she now? Uh, it's about sixty one so she's becoming an older woman, yeah, and as women, as women get older, what's so bizarre is that we start off needing our mums to love us, and then, in the end, they need us, she's just got back in touch as her life gets older, she will need you, you will never need her, and you don't have to let her in. And go back to a little baby whose mother wanted to turn around and say, That's not me. It's not me. Someone wanted me to
2: be here. Someone wanted me.
1: Against be here. all the odds, but here I am. Against all the odds, here I am. If she couldn't say I was lovable. If she couldn't say I was lovable. Her loss. Her loss.
2: I know yeah. I am. I know I am. Good. So, someone else. It's just a very, very quick comment. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. It's just something, Marissa, that you said, and it's always it's stuck, with, stuck with me. It's never too late to have a happy childhood never. and you can Absolutely. have your happy childhood with your little girls. Mm. You. And I just <laughs> think that's so nice.
1: Never too late to be the parent you wanted to have. Never too late to have a happy childhood ever.
0: And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And Marissa, thank you for letting us share this RTT session here on the show. If you want to send Marissa a message, you can do so over on Twitter at Marissa Peer. That's P. E E R. And if you want to go find a therapist to do an RTT session yourself, you can do it on Skype or directly in your area by going over to MarissaPeer.com and clicking the Find a Therapist button. That's going to help you find someone in your area or online. And if you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in Cannoli Lively. For show notes for this episode, head over to justlively.com slash moneyblock. And as far as where I'm headed to next, I'll be staying here in London for a few more weeks. I have a consciousness conference coming up at the end of the month, which I'm excited about. And then I'll be flowing on to the USA. Haven't been back there since January 5th. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today.